I'm watching Minecraft videos. Oh, yeah. What are you learning? <clears throat> that in a river, um, if you find a clay deposit, you locate the center and then go three blocks in the positive Y direction. And then you dig down and you'll find diamonds. Every single time. Nine out of ten. Damn, what a predictable world. Yeah. People well, the people living in it should realize they're in a simulation. The moment nine yeah. times out of ten you move three places on the Y axis away from the spot that you dig for the what was it? But what? Diamonds? No, where do you start? What are you digging for? You're digging for diamonds. Oh, you're looking at clay. Yeah. So if you live the in bottom a bottom of a river. If you live in a world where you move three clicks on the y-axis away from the clay at the bottom of the river and nine times out of ten you find diamonds, you should think to yourself, fuck, I think this is a simulation. <laughs> well, what else is predictable um, like that in our world, in the real world? Take apart the back of a dryer and you'll find people's old dollar bills <laughs> and their socks. Here's one. If a dude okay. is wearing a collared shirt and mm -hmm. a sweater and shorts that are khaki Ooh. and pleated, he's an asshole. Okay. He's a loser jerk. Loser jerk. Yeah. That's the worst kind of jerk. But he's so not self-aware that that's a badge of pride to him. You're right. I am. Well, the jerk part, at least. Mm-hmm. He takes ownership of being a jerk. Yeah, it is weird when people. Uh, I mean, I I embrace some negative things about me, but not ones that affect other people. You know, like I'm a jerk, and you know that's just the way it is, and I can't change it. It's like yes, yes, you can. Uh, but I was gonna say like sometimes. I mean, I joke that I can't read because I don't love reading. I am reading a book right now though. Well, I was going to go back to the other thing quickly. We can get to your book. The uh, the whole thing where I'm a jerk, I tell it like it is. It's because it, there, it is a hindrance to be overly concerned about other people's feelings and mm -hmm. how you come off. And usually the people who are jerks will get ahead because they have no problem stabbing people in the back. Right. Bloodying their hands and having it spread on their face. And they just keep going. So they do get position to positions that not everyone could achieve. So therefore they mm -hmm. think it's because they were a jerk and maybe it was because they were a jerk, but you know, it's a very narrow focus on what's important in this world. And to them, some kind of status is what's important. Uh, speaking of status and being a loser jerk, I've been eating nothing but fresh mozzarella. I'm still pronouncing it as mozzarella this, this time I haven't adjusted the pronunciation yet. Okay. To, to mozzarella. I'm not, no, mozzarella. I'm not, no, I'll never do that. <laughs> Why? But there's a couple places in the neighborhood, and this is the yeah. most. You love your new neighborhood. This is the most bougie thing I've ever done. It's a Caputo's has great fresh mozzarella, and then someone says, no, Stobitz's has the better <gasps> mozzarella. It's like, okay, I'll compare them. There'll be a comparison. What a New Yorker. And I hate so myself. Oh, New York. Oh, I hate, I, I'm going to find fresh mozzarella, comparing it when people are starving and dying and have diseases and are lying in the street. This is, this is the point that um, Judas made to Jesus. 
was like, why are you letting Mary Magdalene be all cool with you, like cool and nice to you and using like oils to like rub your feet and stuff when people are hungry and dying and you're just sitting in here and Jesus, this, well, this is like New Testament Jesus, right? Well, I guess he is the New Testament, right? Is he? Yeah, he's the New Testament, but he's like the real chill, like fun Jesus version <laughs> uh, instead of the more judgmental Jesus. But yeah, he's like, hey, there's always going to be people who struggle why can't we enjoy a nice little oiled up foot? Sure. So you should, yeah. So there's always going to be you denying yourself fresh mozzarella doesn't change anybody's lives for the better. No, it doesn't. But I should, people like camaraderie. They like to not feel alone. So I should at least put myself in a position where these people don't feel alone. Okay. And in case you're wondering, they both taste fine. They're both fine. I don't, <laughs> I'm sure somebody mozzarella. somewhere. Someone somewhere has their is reasons. Is there a d big difference? Is it like more salty or something maybe? No. Not. I feel like that's the only difference besides like its texture is that it could just be like more salty because I don't feel like it has a ton of taste. That, that's pretty much it. I guess you could get the smoked one, which I refuse to do because I don't like smoked. No, thank you. I don't like smoked things like smoked Gouda. Gross. Yeah, it, like it. it ruins the Gouda. Gouda without smoke. Non-smoked Gouda. It makes it better. And the smoked cocktails. I put it in a dome of smoke, and now it's oh, infused. Oh, that's right, with like a charcoal thing. It's Shut a up. show. Oh, you're God. you're paying for a show. It's a little mini mm -hmm. side show for you, just for you. you yes, we make these bitters in house. Cool. Anyway, what book are you reading? You're reading a book. Let's see how it's long called, this lasts. It's called Pax. It's about a. Uh, a boy and his fox. Mm -hmm. And uh, how many pages? Twelve. It's a children's book. It so I think it's like a young adults book. So I got it for the because I was going to read it to the kid. Like it was like cool. This looks interesting. It's a chapter book. Maybe they'll be into it. But it's a little. It's not really for them. I think it might be for like a preteen teenage boy. You know, maybe like ten or something. Um, but it's really cute. I like it. Uh, he's. Uh, they had to, the dad makes the boy um, abandon the fox on the side of the road on the way to his grandfather's house where he's going to stay because the dad's going off to war. And um, the fox was, I think, rescued as like a kit, you know, as a baby. So it's been pretty domesticated, but it still was like born in the wild. And he's trying to like wait for his boy to come back and get him. Um, and the boy has snuck out of his grandfather's house to go find his fox. And so the chapters go back and forth between um, Pax's point of view and the boy's point of view. And Pax just found this other fox that was a a girl fox. And she's okay. real aggressive. Okay. And she has like a runt brother is... that hangs out with her and stuff. <laughs> and is... she calls him like human smeller because he smells like a human. This is for preteens, and you're yeah. you're reveling in the complex narrative structure. It goes back and forth, points of views, and I like it. It's it's very obvious. The fox is the loss of innocence in childhood. It's representative of the the, the boy's transition. He doesn't. He's not ready to grow up and see how shitty the world really is. But sorry, I don't. Sorry, you don't bub. Think, you don't think they're gonna find each other? Sorry, bub, here it is. Maybe. I mean, that could be the thing. It's like, hold on to it, or you don't need to always lose it. Even as bad as the world gets, you can have your little fox. 
When you're done, tell me. I bet that's what it will be. Okay. I don't know. I like it. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna stop reading something just because it's. I'm not. I'm not saying to, made for the raw. I'm, it's not made for me. I'm not saying to stop reading it. I just am taking joy in your <laughs> self-congratulatory. It's a. It's a difficult narrative to comprehend. I didn't say I'm, that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that it was difficult. The first thing I told you was for it was for a kid. No, you're 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 coming off as pretentious, says the man who is trying fresh mozzarella. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Um, what is our topic this week? <laughs> I, mm, I mean, we hinted at this week's topic last week and now i'm having a hard time with this week's topic and okay. i i'm going to work hard to not leave you hanging a la greg Lex's trains i'll never let you live that down okay thank you but <laughs> i'm sitting here thinking about it and like we're really doing this as a topic this is this is sex in the city i'm, I'm not even building up to it like in some big surprise this is it is we're... absolutely a good idea to do this episode because this... you and I enjoy watching that show and Look, it's I, so I hate, strange hey, and hey, interesting. Hey, I have an image to maintain. You can't just throw that out there like Greg enjoys sex in the city. Even you if, do. Even if I enjoy. Listen, there are things about yourself that you don't like, but that is one of them. And it's true. So well, you to deal with it. My reluctance, I guess. It's it lives somewhere in that, but mostly this is a show that came out in 1998, uh -huh. and and here we are presenting it. Like yes, how many podcasts have been done specifically about Sex in the City? I don't know, but I should find them and because listen to them. It's a big trend, right? Hey, here's this show. We're gonna break down every minute of every episode. Yeah, I want to do that with Jersey Shore. Oh boy. That's uh, <laughs> that's I I haven't listened to any of these shows like The Sopranos. I know has one that people. Love. I tried to listen to that one and I didn't like it. They were like, they're talking and laughing. Wait, it wasn't. It wasn't um structured enough for me. Well, what do you want out of a show like that? I was going to ask you what it is. Do they like give you trivia constantly and tell you what was going on behind bit. the they scenes? They talk about like the audition process for that thing and like what it was like to work with that actor and. You yeah, know, the shoot day. I get it. Huh? And like they, they give you details on the shoot day and there was a problem with the lights and <laughs> this one. Maybe. This one. Because I didn't. I stopped. I mean, that's a lot of work is the point. If you want to do Jersey Shore, yeah. it's not just a show where you jump on and start bullshitting. <laughs> if you would have to do a lot of work, you'd have to do interviews probably. No, 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 no. It's just recaps. So you would just go through the episode you know, chronologically as, as it happened. And then, you know, you would do like funny impressions of them or voices. It really is like what I'm imagining it. It's just a takeoff of what, watch what crappens who, who does all the recaps for the Bravo shows. And they all have their voices for different housewives and different, you know, people on, you know, below deck or something. <laughs> and I just think it'd be really funny. It blows, and I think Jersey Shore is also very interesting. It blows my mind. Sure. Jersey Shore is interesting. There, there's a good study there mm -hmm. of humanity and what it's becoming or what it's always been. And now people feel, as, always though, been. <laughs> people feel as though they have the freedom to show. 
and I know that they've also grown, you know, they're 40 something now, right? 40. So yeah, they're still doing those Jersey Shore family vacations, though. And now everyone has like new teeth, new face, different lips. But some of them like the evolution of them over the years would be something I would be interested in. If, well, and or, I wouldn't or lack go past, thereof, but I know some of them. It's like you're you're 20, right? 21 at the time, and yeah, they were young, and you've grown up, and your career is pretty much you're an idiot who gets drunk on camera. What do you turn that into? You can't want that for the rest of your life, but you'd also don't want to give up the opportunity. So that you know, there's certainly things there, and then also like seeing the progression of uh, the situation. You know, and how he see got the wife him. beater. He's the no. Oh, Mm-mm. sorry. That's that's sorry. Ronnie. Sorry situation. I didn't. Ron, I, stop. I, see, I don't know them. I just know the one that I liked was gone. She was gone. Oh, Samantha. I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. Oh, well, I mean, it's relative. Go, it's it's relative to the others how much I like Samantha. You like the boobs. Because if someone right, says this, is- this, but okay, I know this is what the show is, but in doing a podcast on an old show, I know it's a thing, but it's also a series that people do. And so it's a show that specifically about that, our wide ranging reaching show to just skim a series that debuted going on 25 years ago is weird to me i mm-hmm. I'd look i enjoy it i know i will admit this that i enjoy sex in the city it's one of these weird shows that i didn't watch ever in its first run on hbo i saw most of it through reruns on e for whatever reason and i got an e just played it on a constant loop for a while it was I, always on and I, I watched it out of order but at some point i did sit down watched all the episodes as intended the HBO mm-hmm. version. So I was blown away by a lot of the things that had been cut out on the, well, I shouldn't say blown away. <laughs> it wasn't, Yay. it wasn't, no, it was, it was, Oh, you were wow. shocked. Yeah. Even that maybe is too strong of a word, but surprise. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. But I had realized watching it chronologically that I still knew the story from watching it out of order. I knew what happened and I had seen pretty much every fucking episode and mm-hmm. I don't know how this happened or when this happened. And, you know, Sex in the City, if you I ask, I think it's the only show that that's happened to for me. There has that what you've seen every episode of that. I've seen every episode. No, I've seen every episode of other yeah. uh, shows, but that was by choice. I sat down. I wanted to watch them. I wanted to take it in. I feel as though Sex in the City was a show that was just there and around yeah. so much. And. I would put it on and leave it on when they would do those marathons. And at some point I had seen passively indirectly right, okay. every episode and I knew the stories. I was able to piece them together. The only thing that comes close to that, uh, which isn't a TV series, but with star Wars, since I had never watched any of the star Wars films until rogue one. And I still like when I finally did watch them, it felt as though I had watched them many times because it just permeated society and pop culture and it was presented to you at every turn. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, wow, I know, yes, this happens. George Lucas was smart. He kept all of those merchandising 
rights so that he could make so much money off of it. But he lost creative control. He lost his baby. No, what are you talking about? When he they, when he sold him to Disney? Yeah. Oh, he he doesn't deserve creative control. Did you see what he what he did when he had creative control with one, two, and three? Yeah. His his I, his own version of episode four was, I think, quote, a quote was an unmitigated disaster. Like it, it it was impossible to edit. He was like fighting with the editors because the editors were editing it in a way that made it interesting. And George was trying to do things that he eventually did for one, two, and three, which were so boring. I can't argue this. I'm not well-versed enough. And I know that those are considered the worst. But it's also, you know, people are on his ass about it, but it was his creation. So I'm like, anyway, if that's what he wanted to do. You're just lazy. It doesn't mean that they're good or that they should be regarded as good, but you know they were his at that point, point. and yeah. you can complain all you like, but it's like yeah, it's the creator's vision. And now you've got people who just know how to franchise shit. Yeah. Even though he knew how to do that too, I knew like, like you said, merchandising and getting rich. Right. Like he he, was also- he did, but then and he also made the bit. I mean, I I don't ever fault anybody for changing their mind to go ahead and make some money. I guess, but like. When he was so adamant about never selling Star Wars and he sold it to Disney. <laughs> and then all Disney did was like how to rake in the cash with this. That's what thing. Disney does. That's why they exist. Yeah. Ugh. It, it Just leave it alone. And the, the thing is, it. Disney owns so much now that you're only being fed garbage that exists solely to get you to come back and watch more garbage and buy more garbage and mm-hmm. continue to consume it and eat it and gulp it down. Well, that's why I stick with, you know, <laughs> movies and TVs from 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah. So Star Wars was the only thing that came close. Okay. I was like, wow, sex in the city. There are references that have seeped in that even if you've never seen the, series mm-hmm. i mean th- this isn't i guess you've had to watch the show but that stupid fucking magnolia bakery still riding the wave of sex in the city i don't know when it was featured in the show what year it was but yeah. obviously 2000 around there and i think it was a minor appearance appearance <laughs> uh-huh. they were just sitting out and still that fucking place has a line wow yeah i'm looking at the stills from the show they're just like eating a cupcake. She's got a cupcake. That's it. And they're eating outside. The staying power. If we're going to talk about this, I think it's one of the things to explore with Sex in the City, which is insane, is the yeah. staying power. And the fact that people still come to New York to find a Sex and the City experience, whether it be a visit and a vacation, or I think people move here and still want to live that kind of life. Well, and- it's so romanticized. All of their lives, but especially Carrie's, because she's supposed to be like the broke one, right? Living like in a ten million dollar apartment. Nah, it's not that much. Mm. And she was renting sure? it. At, she was renting it at some point. Oh yeah, was it rent controlled? Yeah, I don't. Didn't you do some research or something about how much she would have paid in rent? Uh, I don't. I can't say if I did. Yeah. I'd seen a breakdown before of her finances, and someone said at the time writing a column would make you some okay money especially a popular column because 
you know, the internet was around and it was starting up, but uh-huh. uh, it was not to do all the stuff that she did, not to live in that apartment, go to all those dinners, go to all those drinks, go. It, uh, it was something with the rent, designer. Something with the rent. Well, this was the breakdowns. Like the shoes were the big thing, but the clothes were only here uh-huh. and there. And she kept a lot of clothes and was thrifty in that way and had outfits from years. And who cares? I can't believe I'm talking about this. It's um, don't be afraid to talk about it. No, but this something, is the, these something, are the things that we think about. Something about, <laughs> I was thinking about something deeper and you dragged me into the, uh, the Carrie's lifestyle. And if it was actually realistic, could you, could she have lived? I don't know. I think it was something to do with the rent. Ultimately, she did have some kind of low rent on that. She says she only paid $700 a month for it. Yeah. Which so, is absolutely not true. Well, you get a deal if it was rent stabilized, though it wasn't rent stabilized because at some point they turned it to like a co-op and she had to buy mm-hmm. the place. So a rent stabilized building wouldn't have the authority to do such a thing. Anyway, um, what... <laughs> Though the people, the fact that people still come to New York and want to live that life. And I guess there's a lot of, I don't want to say anger. There are people who think that sex in this city had a a big impact on changing the way, I think it gives it way too much credit, but changing the way New York felt and the way it operated. Do you mean how people felt about New York? No, like the way people really lived wasn't like the TV show, but it inspired right. this culture around living and brunching and having this kind of life that's just filled with endless, ridiculous adventures in the city. And <laughs> people set out to actually try to live that kind of life. I don't really believe that enough people did it to impact the culture of New York, but there are some people who claim that Sex in the City. Maybe it was a combination of all those shows featuring New York Friends was around at the same time. Oh, and right. Yeah. I think that there were people who were looking for a specific New York experience. Even, you know, Seinfeld had such influence on the way people lived their lives where the mundane became the topic of every conversation and people pretended that their lives was they were in a Seinfeld Did they? episode. That's what was happening during Seinfeld in New York? Uh, just in general in the world everyone, uh, everyone shifted the way they lived their lives. If you don't think Seinfeld had some, you want to talk about influence some heavy duty sure outweighed punch that altered the way people existed with the internet coming up and about and the things people would write about on the internet and still to this day, the way people present things where they're very, I can't, you know, these are weird things to talk about. I know it's sex in the city. And the reason I'm stumbling is because I I don't want to give the shows too much credit. I think people are inherently selfish and self-centered to begin with. And you give them a medium like the internet where they can focus solely on themselves and present themselves constantly and uh, think the mundane parts of their lives are interesting Probably would have happened anyway, but I think with something like Seinfeld leading into it where it's self-centered, selfish characters and it's just about the show about nothing and the things that just happen in everyday life are presented and they're interesting and entertaining to watch. I do think that that had impact on the way people started carrying themselves. You know, the best tweets, for example, are just the uh, 
some observation that I had still to this day. There's an observation in this tweet, and, and people get their applause on the internet. And anyway, go ahead. I think that uh, the people on Seinfeld were, you know, way more of an actual, like a caricature of a person versus um, Sex and the City characters, even though they are not very grounded. But I think that they were at least. I don't know. I think they're different. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't as because it's even though it won as like a comedy, which I think is kind of weird. I don't know what category it would be. I don't think it's comedy, but Sex in the City. Yeah, it straddled the line of comedy it's like and drama. And comedy. Drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those early episodes were more comedy, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they were more like comical. But I don't know. It just seems like you get more invested in these people actually being real than you do on Seinfeld. And it was uh, with Sex and the City, it was um, a, like an envy thing. You know, you wanted to wear those clothes. You wanted to be someone who could afford that lifestyle. Well, as a woman, how do you feel? Because one of the arguments with Sex and the City was it did present, it was empowering for women. It presented women in a way that hadn't been seen on TV before talking about sex openly and all that. But then also there was the vapid nature and the materialism and, (laughs) uh, you know, designing designer clothes are the way to go. And I need to have these things else my life. Yeah. And I need a man. And, and the way that God, the way that Samantha was, you know, to say that that's an empowered woman is just not, it's not it. You don't think at the time. Looking back and having a woman who spoke, I know that it was over the top and exaggerated. But it was over the top. <laughs> Why did she have to be so like, I love everything disgusting about sex? <laughs> I mean, I think the way. Instead of just someone like the rest of them talked a little bit more normal, except for Charlotte, who was like, like, like a goody two shoes or something about it. But it just seemed so. Yeah, it's too much, Samantha. It, it would have been better if she had played it more real. You know, she, like said, she, didn't, she didn't have to blow the UPS guy, <laughs> you know, and just feel like Carrie's not allowed to react at all to that. <laughs> yes, you got very. I know some of the situations I think that going back into whether or not it's a comedy, the situational comedy. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like, here's the it thing does that sound happened. Like that. Yeah, it does sound like that would be a sitcom sort of. But like a HBO sitcom premise, but I hear you on what you're saying. Like if Samantha and the way she spoke that you just mimicked was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. If she presented things more normally and didn't have that cadence. And I infl- masturbated 27 times this morning. <laughs> like there was like an Charlotte, old- did you masturbate 27 times? There was an aura of high class no, about no. it, right? Is that the thing? There was an aura. What? There was an aura of high class about the way she spoke, and and so. Well, it, the way and the way that she, that actress actually speaks is like very soft spoken, and she, you know she likes poetry and painting and scatting. Have you heard her, her her singing with her ex husband? No, but I know she scatted in one of the uh, episodes, didn't she? She did. Wasn't there a scat episode? Not uh, not the German porn. I don't. Oh, oh, no, I don't think so. I feel like there's an episode where there's uh, a bit of scatting. Oh, okay, not, okay. But no, she has this video of her and her ex-husband, and he's like playing the stand-up bass, and she's like, 
Well, you taking all the he dogs and you taking all the she dogs, Zabaduzay. <laughs> <laughs> And so I think she didn't like being that character, I don't think. But anyway, she just, she was a bad actress. Well, I know she turned down that character twice. Here's where my trivia comes in. When, again, I don't know where I got this. In prep for the show, I was going to look up things. But I, I this is me actually pulling previously held knowledge. I know that she turned it down several times. And I don't know why they really wanted her for that role. But they got her. And yes, of course, she it, it's known that she didn't like it, right? Because this new one that's coming out this new series that right. follows the women into their fifties. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> I can never remember. So something happened. I think, I think that's it. And now, and now this, and what is it called? And just like that. Is that it? And just like that. Yeah. And she, uh, <laughs> why isn't it called? I couldn't help but wonder. That's a good question. That's what, she, that's what she says and everything. I couldn't help but wonder, you know, was the dime, you know, was the dime on the floor or was I the dime? <laughs> well, apparently. I don't know what that meant. Apparently every episode except the last two, Carrie posed that question. And then oh, the, really? The last two, there was no, I guess she quit her job, right? She wasn't writing anything anymore. God, oh my God. And can I just say, like, what a psychopath Carrie is. Okay. Well, she is a <laughs> psychopath. She, she, Yes. That, that's okay. This is what I, I want to go back to what I asked you before. You were pretty young at the time. We were young ish. So identifying yourself as a woman, you didn't have a full grasp on that. I assume <laughs> as you're moving through puberty in high school and trying to figure out who you are. <laughs> okay. But I, you haven't experienced a lot of the world. I'm, I'm not, at that point, stop qualifying it and just ask the question. No, no, I'm just saying that you, like, because you haven't experienced much of the world, like as a woman out past, the safety of your parents' home. I don't know yes. how much you uh, encountered, so I don't know how much you can actually answer the question, what did sex in the city do for you as a woman? But I am curious because as you said with Carrie being psycho and Samantha being so over the top and everyone being these exaggerated versions, I guess, except for Miranda. Um, Miranda was the most grounded, realistic and the best actress. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to gauge. It's like, oh, wow, there's something that's good for women. But what are these? Who are these characters? I never thought of myself as like, well, and people don't do this. You know, they don't think of themselves like, I'm a kid. So I identify with the kid in the movie. No. You know, unless the kid is the protagonist and we're all supposed to identify with that person. Yeah, unless it's Kevin McAllister. <laughs> which, if you like us talking about old properties, go back and listen to Home Alone and Home Alone 2. That's right. See, that made sense. It was, a good, it was a good episode. Episodes um, of one topic. The, uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, I never thought of myself as like, oh, this is good for women. I just thought it was an interesting show. And, and, and because I guess because I'm a woman, I, I was interested in like what they were wearing, you know, and what their hair looked like and makeup and their, you know, where they were eating and like the fun I guess the situations that they would find themselves in, but I never thought of it as like, wow, I never thought that I could be a, you know, a sexually empowered uh, PR firm uh, owner. owner or whatever. <laughs> owner and operator. One day I can blow the UPS guy. I hope somebody gives me a pearl thong one day. Well, it's very uncomfortable, I hear. Yeah, she couldn't go up the stairs. 
to have to wear those things. But the, so the show did a good job in that sense that it was just presented as as natural. But it's not like I ever I never thought of any of those women as role models. Like I want to be I mean, I guess some people who have that sort of like, oh, I did that thing. Got in my head. <laughs> it's all right. Before the show, people don't know that I, I said, hey, watch that thing before. But speak. then it's stopping me in my tracks. So you got to tell me something like that after so that I can. Well, OK, I'm sorry. Yeah, It's hard now. Now it's all now. It's it's all, just all as I'm a professional. I'm just anyway. So no, I get it. I, role, I don't want to keep doing it. But. Role models. I, I don't know if anyone you being young, I guess that you're in a position where maybe they're more presented as role models. I feel like anyone who was older just wanted to mimic the lifestyle. Like, that's what I want. This is what I want out of life. And you didn't necessarily have to live in New York to well, do that. Well, people who say that, like, this is what I want out of life, which is something, you know, kind of superficial. I think that that means there's other issues with them, whether, I mean, but other people can still enjoy looking at that lifestyle. And that's a lot of what the Real Housewives stuff is, because everyone, you know, presents as rich on those shows. And they all present a certain way, the way that they look, the what they, what they dress like. All of that. So, and, and I don't think that anyone is hoping to be like Bethany Frankel, but she's fun to watch and she's fun to see. Like, what is she wearing? Wow, she looks too thin. You know, like, <laughs> you just, it's fun to look at. And back to Star Wars, that's why, like, Natalie Portman and one, two, and three was changing her outfit so many times. It was to keep the women interested. That's so strange. That's what it takes to keep yeah. women interested, really. I mean, that's not all it takes, but that is something I think that you know, women and some gay men <laughs> be like, oh, look at that. Let's so you don't find it to be point. insulting when. No, I think it's, it's just natural. You know, to be interested and in, to be um, entertained by something just because you can't help it. It's just like little kids, like little boys who like to play with cars. You know, it's just what they like. Sure. I guess there are movies like the whole Fast and the Furious that right. pl play on that. People like to see cars go fast, vroom, vroom. Right. Typically men, not all only men, but lots of dudes are into that. Well, so the reason I ask is when the show gets assigned, you know, something similar to this did a lot for women. The show was important to progress women's rights and the way the world views women. But then it's still played in that arena where it's like, look at the clothes and mm. look at the fashion. I think that which is the same thing. I didn't know I what else to was, say outside of clothes. I don't think it was um, very well done because even like Stanford was over the top gay dude. You know, just always saying something funny at the end of the well, it was very quippy. The show. It was it was written in a way where there's a lot of cheesy one liners and they were just thrown I'll these say. things in. Maybe at the time presenting people acting that way is normal. We weren't ready yet. So it was just all right, let's make them a bit I also think it is because it was supposed to be more comedic to begin with. Yeah, I guess I really so. well, do. Like the way that she looked into the camera and uh soliloquied or whatever during that. She broke the wall or whatever. Yeah, and they have those man on the street interviews where people look at oh, the camera. Yeah. These little cutaway interstitial things and they totally moved away from that. Um, I guess you could have also toned down the characters a bit though, but they did stick with the fact that they were a little over the top. Man may have discovered fire, but women discovered how to play with it. What, yeah, what, whatever reason. Wow. Whatever reason they did wow. that. 
it is something. It's like, okay, these aren't real people. Mm-mm. Like you said, Carrie is absolutely insane. And the biggest, the, and- the, hold on. The time that I realized, I mean, she was already, you know, a flaky, strange bird. But then when she stalked big to his engagement party and just held his face in front of, you know, in view of his fiance and said, you, what is it? You look lovely Hubble or something. What did she say? I, I, I know what scene you're talking about. I don't remember the quote. If you would like to continue to talk about it, I can look it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, she says it. She's, I need to know what she says because the way she says it even is weird. All right. Well, what's your point on the quote? Hold on. I'm going to look. <laughs> your girl is lovely, Hubble. That's what she says. But she doesn't say it like that. She doesn't say, your girl is lovely, Hubble, and walks away. And she goes, your girl is lovely, Hubble. He's like, what? I don't understand. And you never did. <laughs> Well, I don't see. I can't. What are you talking about? I can't speak to that. What is the. You don't remember that? I remember the scene. I don't remember the quote or why or where it came from. Like, I remember the quote now, but I don't remember what she was quoting or why or where it came from. From the way we were. Okay. So. Girl is lovely, Hubble. There was some cultural thing. Whatever. Okay. And then she walks away and, you know, she's like in slow motion. Her hair is blowing. And I, I couldn't help but wonder, is she actually insane? That's what made you think, is Carrie insane? I think some of the behaviors, like you said, the neurotic stalking behaviors, showing up drunk, yelling at people out of nowhere, expecting them to know why you're angry without expressing yourself. Like, yeah. well, okay, I don't understand what's going on. That is the one thing with, with Big... He just let her do that shit. He never yeah. really held it against her. So anyone wants to say he having to do what he needed to do to get to the point where he wanted to be with her, get off his back. He was pretty open about it, at least. Sure, he tried to sneak off to Paris. But he was pretty open. He's like, hey, look, no. He, they, matter of factly, I'm not here. I don't want to do this. I'm not ready for that. And she couldn't yeah. accept it. And she didn't hear it. And <sighs> it, it, it feeds this line to women's like, hey, you just got to chase the men down. They don't know that they're ready, but they're ready. No, that's not the way it works. No, it isn't. That's not the way and it stop goes. stop chasing him. And her haircut at that one of the one of the seasons where she got her haircut real short and she looked like a clown all the time. Remember she was they were walking through that that market. She was walking with Stanford and she was wearing that weird like beach bathing suit cover up that pink thing with her boobs smashed down and her hair was insane that was the one with like t- something Tashkani Tisha Mas- Masakani <laughs> who like wrote for SNL or something oh and she made the face she was like <sniffs> made the face <sniffs> you know what I'm talking about the face the face I think I know the face it was a face and run or something <laughs> I, th- I think I know what you're talking about <laughs> But yeah, maybe, Heather Graham was there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Back when Heather Graham... Here, Heather Graham is, I think, a good representation of the outfits that you're talking poorly about. 
Uh huh. She wore a crazy outfit was, then too. I know, but it was just a product of the time. There was Heather Graham was that time, and a lot of yeah. those outfits were that time. I guess they were already pushing it though, because people were, thought they were strange. But that was that was the thing. Carrie's got her own style. Look at her go. God, it's so weird. Carrie's insane. And what was she wearing in Paris? What was she wearing? <laughs> that big green dress for? She was like going to go out to dinner in that gown. Yeah, apparently. The only reason why she was wearing that dress was so that she could be laying on that bed for that scene. <laughs> they've pretty That's much the only reason. They've pretty much said that. That's been spoken to. Really? That that dress was only being worn because it could be worn. There was no practical reason to wear it. <laughs> it made yeah. zero sense for the setting. Or the scenario of her life. Yeah, just because you're in Paris means that you can dress like a, a lunatic it and looked, go to dinner. It looked nice on that bed. It looked good on the bed. Look, maybe look, Carrie was representative of the things people think and feel but don't act on. And she was allowed to go out there and be a bit insane. You know, hunting down big. I can't say it's so strange. Because I'm the guy who tried to get a girl to break up with her boyfriend by writing a note as the boyfriend and setting up this whole <laughs> backward, I'm too, don't want to ask her out directly. So I'm going to pretend that I'm, I'm going to introduce myself to her as the mediator for a friend who wants to ask her out. So therefore, I'm at no risk, but she can get to know me. And in this process, she'll have no interest in my friend because he's not showing his face and he's too cowardly to approach her and speak to her. And because I'm doing it and I'm so charming, she'll definitely fall for me. Uh, oh, what's that? She has a boyfriend. Got to take care of that problem. Here's a note. So, I, you know, I have tendencies. You are Carrie. I have, <laughs> I have to say that I can relate to some of it. Watching it, though, it was frustrating just because, like, just say what's on your mind, and then you can act crazy. But quite often, was I'm acting crazy, and you have zero reason, you have, you have no insight as to why. What are you looking up? I'm looking at quotes. You're pulling up quotes from the show. Yeah. One of them is from Samantha. I will not be judged by you or society. I think I think that's the one where she she was blowing the UPS guy. I think what it was. I think what you want out of this episode is to just riff on episodes and shit on scenes, which is I fine. thought that you would be into that, but apparently not. <laughs> which is well, I th I felt as though there were some things to actually talk about because yeah, we can talk about that, but we can also have fun because the show is still so prominent. Like I think there was a, a, a marathon on the other day, and they showed both the movies. Ooh, ooh, those movies. The first one is good, bad, bad, good. It's tolerable. God. God, the second one is bad. So bad. There was no reason. It's a money grab, obviously. And I hope that the new series. It didn't make any sense. No, there was no reason. To Why have would it. Aiden be there? Get out of here. He wouldn't be there. He wouldn't no, just he wouldn't. be in the middle of Abu Dhabi. <laughs> And it Abu just Dumi. and it just uh, and it just so <laughs> happens to be, uh, you know, a point in Carrie's relationship and her marriage where Big just wants to watch TV. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God. Aiden, you're here. Thank God. Let's have some fun. 
Let's eat Ugh. some dinner instead of watching. And then TV. she throws her phone fu- in the first one. She in the first movie she throws her phone into the ocean. You don't have to throw that in the ocean. No, the first movie, and this is a big thing in rom coms. She did look bad when she looked in that mirror, though. That was a good scene. <laughs> in rom coms overall, the the points of conflict between the two people before they get oh, back right, together are easily solvable. They're always easily solvable if you have a fucking conversation, and nobody ever has the conversation. <laughs> uh, you can't. You can't tell me. See, now you're getting me started. This is what you wanted. You can't tell Yay! me. You can't tell me that someone, the two people who have been in each other's lives for that point, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years, by the time that first movie came out in that fictional universe, that, and who were planning to get married and been through so much stuff, that the marriage, when it didn't happen, the wedding, would just stop talking to each other, that there would be no conversations to be had and nobody, phone being thrown into the ocean or not, would go out of their way to find the other person to actually talk to them that is asinine, completely ridiculous, that's not the way things work. The way the whole wedding didn't happen to begin with is not the way things work. He had a moment where he was freaking out because it was an insane wedding and a wedding that I would not want to be a part of either. And... Uh He was coming back is the point. He turned around. He was coming back. She slammed him with flowers. And Charlotte did that scene that people say was awesome. And I just laugh at every time when she's no, (laughs) no, (laughs) so raw and emotional. But, you know, it was forced. It was forced. There was no conflict with Miranda and Steve. So they had to create something that was real that he cheated. Yes. Everything was very heavy handed. And. There was, Ew, and then St. Louis woman. There, you can't talk about God, Hudson I like that. about that. Jennifer you Hudson. You can't talk about her like that. She's a yes, gem. Yes, I sure can. She's a national gem. Oh, bless her heart. Why did she like that? <laughs> she was such a bad actress. And that purse that Carrie gave her was the worst purse. Was it a Louis Vuitton purse Louis Vuitton yeah it's a Louis Vuitton Louis Vuitton Vuitton that that was that was an insult that was that was a that was a read that was a dig from Carrie I'm gonna give you this but I'm gonna give you the ugliest one there was the the unique one of a kind one that's why I care about you so much ugly as fuck and God, she was such a bad actress. There was enough in that movie, though, that was similar to the show that it kept some semblance of familiarity. Charlotte pooped her pants. At least they were For still in New York. That was the thing, right? When you leave New York, this is dumb. Why? No, they go to the Middle East in the second one, and nobody wants to. There was no story to tell in the second one. Yeah, they tried to fill it, fit in some like female empowerment or whatever because like those women helped them escape. You know, or something, but oh God, the second one it shouldn't exist. The second one is not canon. Well, it was, it was patronizing the way that that scene went down. It's like, okay, that's the best you got. You're just doing but this God. because you feel it's you have to do it. Oh, that's our job now. We're we're a franchise that uh, empowers women. So here's a scene mm-hmm. we wrote. Okay, good. That that satisfies it. Now put it out, release it. Let's make our money. Let's go home. But you know what? I want to say something about the first movie. The way that Carrie still had to bend the way that she wanted the wedding to be, she had to do it his way at the end. The way that it ended up in the in that library and then in, in her big dress and the and the way 
the 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 bigness oh i don't mean it like that because it's big but the you know the the grand extravaganza that the wedding turned into guess what big that's carrie and if you don't know that by now you know and and if there wasn't some discussion about you know what this is and like maybe some compromise that should have been made or whatever or just for him to understand like yo this is just how she is you know but instead he does the thing. It's very easily solve, solve, solvable. Like he was calling Carrie's phone over and over. Fucking call Samantha. Call Charlotte. Call Miranda. Call Stanford. Call the uh, Anthony. Like call anyone else. But he couldn't get a hold of her. And so he threw a little fit. And then she decides, I, I'm never talking to you again. And then they get back together, everything works out or whatever, and then they get married in just the same the way that she tried to do in the beginning, but he was ultimately his way. That's a fair like, assessment. Oh, don't make a big deal. Don't That's make a, a big deal out of it. Big doesn't like it. Watch out for Big. He's very sensitive and you'll spook him if you, you know, love him too much. Fuck him. That's a fair assessment. And fuck her. I mean, they they certainly fuck me, Samantha. <laughs> they certainly didn't seem to understand each other. No, <laughs> they had they no idea. Be together. I liked when they were having the affair. That was hot. I loved this. I I hated that they were having the affair because I loved Aiden, and I know I loved that they had the affair because Aiden was a little loser and deserved to be cheated on because he's sweet. He had nothing to give. That hey, what ex- you doing? Where you going? Where you been? How you doing? Yeah, boring. I, what a he boring, was kind of boring. What a boring, naive chooch. No way. I like Aiden. He no, he we you know talk about controlling. Why do you think he's controlling? It was the whole thing with I don't like cigarettes. I'm not gonna date a nope. smoker. That's not controlling. That's her. saying this isn't gonna work for me. This is a boundary I'm setting. Okay. And if you can't yeah. That's fine. Okay. But then what's next? She continued to smoke and he yeah. knew that. And uh, at that point, you're already in. So you're using the threat of breaking up with someone that you've created a bond with and possibly love. You threaten leaving them to get them to change behavior. What are you supposed to do? You have to accept it at that point. No, you don't. Sure, she lied. How long? No, how (laughs) long? She lied and hid it. But whatever. Once you're in it, you're in it. No, no way. Once you're in it, you're in it. That means you just have to like accept things that you don't like. He also didn't listen to her. In a relationship. Uh, she doesn't want to get married. No, we have to do it. Come on, we're going to get married. I don't want to. Yes, yes, do it. Yes, now. Yes, you have to. I'm so insecure. She said yes. Because she, she was, said yes. She was and pressured. Then she didn't. She didn't communicate with him. So for all that he knows, everything's fine. She's wearing it around her neck so that it's closer to my heart this way. Oh, okay. He was also fat. Remember? Remember when they I talked like about it. him being fat? Yeah, I like it. I'm into it. He rub my belly, baby. He, I ate too much fried ch- I ate too much chicken. He wasn't fat. I would rub that greasy belly all night, baby. That guy Take off your take off your your rings that you're <laughs> the turquoise. Yeah, I I'll rub your belly. He didn't really belong in New York. I'm not saying that people... No, he sure didn't. Well, look, New York is a city where a lot of different types of people live. And if he was a furniture maker, there was a place for him to be that kind of person. We can chalk this up. He would have been more hipster if if it was set now. We can chalk this up, though, to two people not realizing that they shouldn't be together, that they're just too different. 
but also which Carrie happens quite does often. Does not communicate with anyone. No, she doesn't, and she did misrepresent herself quite often in that relationship. But oh, but the things that she was into and interested in, I will give you this with Aiden. I'd like to play it up because I just think Big's hotter. I do, and I like him more for that reason. Okay. I kind of just like his demeanor more. Uh-huh. His aloofness. He is funny. He, I like his like little snark that he does. And so I just have to shit on Aiden to create distance and make Big uh, seem better. Okay. Uh, I will give Aiden this, what he knew about Carrie, the things that he wasn't interested in. He still was like, yeah, just go do it. I don't care. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. And that's Yeah, uh, like going to nightclubs and stuff. Yeah. And he wanted to stay home and eat fried chicken. Yeah. And it bothered her that he didn't want to go. And it's like, okay, right. well, then you should be dating someone else. Someone right. who doesn't uh, want to sit in and watch sports. And so, then for Carrie, Carrie's an awful friend. Well, there was no. Because, well, go ahead. Well, the way that she treated Miranda for, for telling Big, like, you, you're stupid for getting married or whatever. No, no, ma'am. That is not Miranda's fault. And she leaves in the middle of that dinner. Carrie, come back. I love you. Wait, that was a different scene. That was when she was going to Paris. Yes. You don't have to go to Paris with him. Oh, you bitch. And then she gets in a sleigh. Fuck you so much. Carrie had zero understanding of who she is and what she wanted and modified her behavior to fit what she thought she needed to be in a relationship, but that it would never work. And... She never had any growth. There was no real character development with Carrie. She stayed just as dumb as she was in the beginning of the series. Miranda was the most relatable. I feel like she was the the realist character. And like just that scene where she's eating that chocolate cake and she can't stop herself. She's like cutting herself little slivers of it and thinking like that's all I'll need. And then she goes back for more and then she throws it in the trash and then eats it out of the trash. And then she has to put it in the sink and cover it with soap because I, and I'm sure others, have been there. I love her. Eating out of the trash? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to throw this away so I don't eat it. Just kidding. I'm still going to eat it. One of her quotes is, I can't have sex with a sandwich. Can I? <laughs> she um, she did, I think, in the movie is when she was out of character and became... Oh, yeah. Like she was cold and independent. And I guess she did change because she wanted to and grew. With right, her, because her she moved to Brooklyn and was actually okay with it. Yeah, but she wanted to. She didn't seem like out of character. But then in that movie, it's like, uh, why would Steve cheat? I don't think he would ever cheat. It's like, let's just make Miranda really bitchy. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Get it over with. And she ate. She was. She ordered like a bunch of Chinese food on New Year's Eve, and then Gary decides to throw on her fur. And her pearls and run down the street to find Miranda. <laughs> if, if the... <laughs> the show really should have ended. Why did they choose that version? We're like, is she speaking Gaelic or something? Maybe the rights were cheaper. Who knows? <laughs> or they felt like uh. it set a tone. I think if, if the show really was to have ended where Carrie had any kind of growth, she would have ended up with no one. Which I guess there was a scene shot. There was an ending where she was like, I'm not with anyone. And that should have been the way it ended. What, in season, in, in, I'm sorry, in, in the movie? 
No, uh, the series. The... Oh, after Paris? Yeah. She should have ended up with no one because that's the only way there would have been any growth because I just said she doesn't know who she is. She has an idea of who she is and she knows what she likes, but she just discards it because here's a dude and I'm just going to be what I have to be to be with this person because being in this relationship is an important thing. You know who had who who started to have some insight is that other like editor or whatever at Vogue who ended up being a creep and taking his pants off because he was like showing her Versace underwear. <laughs> Remember? Because he was the one like treating her like a father figure and was telling her that the reason why she has difficulty in relationships is because she has father issues and stuff. That was like, oh, oh are we going to are we going to talk about this? No, nope, um, we're not. He's no. just going to be a creep. Yep. And we're never going to bring it up again. Yeah. He's just using that to get her into a closet. And- where yeah. he can hopefully have sex with her. Where she finds her, um, her, uh, um, Mary Jane. What are they? What does she love? Manalo Blahnik's Mary Janes. Yeah. Yes, there's shoes in there that she likes. You like it's that? <laughs> you lit up mentioning those shoes. You're not a shoe person. No, but I just, what I, I think what I'm lighting up about is just knowing so much about this show. This is the thing, like, I don't, I, I haven't, it's not like I, I, I would say, like, I love Sex in the City, but like you, you know, I watched it on HBO, I watched it when it was on E! just because, like you said, it's just, it was on constantly, and back then, you know, you'd be flipping through the channels, and you're like, what, nothing, 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 well, Sex in the City is, oh, I'll watch this, um, and so I think I've just, like, like you, it's just, it's just a part of me, so I just remember, like, every scene, every moment except for the i couldn't remember what she said about hubble or whatever but still i remember exactly what it looked like (laughs) in my head that's why i wanted to take the approach early on in the show that i was taking instead of just breaking down episodes or just randomly generalized uh comments about it because i think everyone's done that like we could we could talk about charlotte now and how she was ridiculous and Mm -hmm. with her thoughts and so pure and the whatever um i feel like that's been done it's also fun to do but like the fact that that show comes on and you'll still watch it. It's like, okay, yes, there is a draw to it compared to other things. And I don't know if it's comfort at this point, just because there's, you're familiar with it. Um, that is part of it. I like anything where I can just look at New York because I'm still, I don't know. I like where I live. You're still in love with New York. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yes, I am. Um, I like watching the scenes. The whole show was shot in the West Village. They pretend they're in other parts, and sometimes they are. But if you watch them walking around, it's like, okay, they've got these four blocks for shooting today, and they're using the same blocks probably because it's easy to set that Oh, but up. like from different angles and things? Yeah, and sometimes they yeah. jump around from block to block on the same walk. You're like, hey, wait, no, that wouldn't act. It doesn't matter because most That's people cool. don't know. But even, you know, it's it carries lives on the Upper West or the Upper East Side in the show, but her apartment is actually in the West Village. Everything there was shot in the West <laughs> Village. The garden where Steve and Miranda get married is in the West Village. Um, so I don't want to say that's the sole, that is not the sole reason, but that is something that I still like when a, a show or a movie is set in New York. I probably will just watch it, even if I'm not interested in the content. And that doesn't apply to this. For some reason, I am still interested in the content that I have seen over and over and over and over. And it does grow to be familiar. That's why people watch the same things 
because they know what they're going to get and there's something warm and it's like you're wrapped up in a blanket. But there's more to that with Sex in the City. And that's why early on I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what it is. I don't know why I know it all. Right. That's what I mean. How did it happen? And, you know, talking about it being important for women, girls tried to do that. Girls didn't take off the same way. I don't think girls has that kind of staying power. Well, and girls was a little weirder. Um, and I, I don't mean that as a negative. It was just a little it's bit more odd. It's not as accessible, I guess you're right. saying, for uh, an audience. I identified just... more with girls, though, when I watched girls. Yeah, definitely. It's more of a realistic yeah. life, even if you don't live in New York. If you do live in New York, that's more realistic to the way you'd be living at that age in New York. And even if you don't, the situations and the way you're going about things, you know, you could make the argument that those characters are just as exaggerated, but it's presented yeah. more subtly. They don't speak with Samantha, Samantha's cadence <laughs> <laughs> and inflection. Like it's, it is pretty oh. ridiculous. I don't believe in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I just believe in parties. So it must be the thing that people don't really care about the social aspect of it. Critics do. There is a small group of people that do, but people liked the love stories, the fashion, the hanging out, the. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the most uh, rich lifestyle, Me- but what's the, the lifestyle they lived was kind of a fantasy, really, presented mm-hmm. so people can. It's voyeuristic because you were saying earlier you don't yeah. want reality TV is different in the sense, too, though, that I feel like people watch scripted programming and they don't necessarily think I wish I were that person. But there's more of that than reality TV. Reality TV is more of a spectacle. Yeah, this person, I don't want to be them, <laughs> even right. even if it's well, the, and, and it's usually like pitting people against each other. And so you get to choose a side. Yeah, so it's like a gladiator fight in a way. Yeah, and yeah. With, with the housewives, they do have access to parts of society that you won't have. So mm-hmm. you get that too. Yeah, um, but yes, scripted shows like Sex and the City. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I'm sure that some people really did want to like move to New York and live like Carrie, like thinking that that's how it would work. Um, and man, I'm sure that they were, if they ever, if anybody did that, they were going to, they were very disappointed <laughs> in the reality of New York. <laughs> yeah. They weren't living like any of those. Like the fact that Charlotte already had money and then married a guy who gave her an amazing apartment mm-hmm. and Samantha was already established and Miranda was already established. Not to say that you couldn't do these things, but if you're just moving to New York thinking you're jumping into that kind of life, it's not happening. Mm-mm. There was a lot of work pre-show in these fictional characters lives (laughs) that had already happened to get them in a spot where they could even begin to live like that. But the, you know, the growth with, with narrative scripted shows are supposed to be character development and growth. And it is pretty funny that it was lacking in the main character completely. I don't think there was difference in carrying the last episode than the first episode. Yeah. I don't think so either. Uh, Everybody grew. Ex- they all ex- did. I mean, but even Samantha ended up getting mad at Smith Jared because he, she, I say his name more times in a day than I say my own. It's like, well, you man, you decided to manage his ass, not anyone else. <laughs> yes, this is true. 
she did give up a lot to move. This is jumping to the movie. So, oh my god! And then she came back, and they called her fat. Yeah, that this, that 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 was not fat. So this is the movies. Let's get rid of the movies. But you're right. This is it was, <laughs> it was the dumb. way that they treated her. Like whoa! At the end of the series, at the end of the series, Samantha had changed there was a growth character development yeah. she was still herself but found a way to be herself with another person cherry fell back in love with big because he came to go get our girl he was she was the same <laughs> miranda obviously had grown and changed because she was still herself but it, it was able to be herself with another person in a relationship not sacrificing who she was but making decisions that worked mm-hmm. moving to brooklyn um Charlotte kind of was one track, but it still worked out for her. She was so naive and right, but she she her growth was marrying an quote ugly dude. Yeah, that one. Was, <laughs> isn't she a saint? Wow, she's grown so much. Harry isn't hot. I mean, and he has a hairy back. I mean, that was glued on. There was because know, there was so bad because there were other scenes later on where he had no hair on his back. No, and he, yeah, well, maybe she got it. She made him get it lasered. <laughs> I guess that could be considered growth, though, in a person who is superficial and only wants to date. He was as smooth as a baby everywhere else except back. Yeah, well, that was, again, <laughs> there was the episodes where he's naked in the apartment and he doesn't have that hairy back. Oh, yeah, and she and he's she, he's leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is gross, though, when he puts his butt down on a white couch. I can only imagine Ew. what's left behind, even if you don't mean to. Are pe- is that real? Like, do people walk around their home no, naked? No, I don't think that was real. Some no. people may. I They're don't like nudists. Yeah, I don't. I don't think for the most part that's a real thing. Um, that's but not anyway. like a normal thing that you should just have to get used to. Is just your partner walking around stark naked. If drinking if, tea. If you're so superficial, you only <laughs> want to date good-looking rich people, though, and you yeah. you settle for a troll-looking dude. Well, great, such good for you. You fi- uh-huh. you figured out what love is. It wasn't what you expected. And you were still able to recognize it yeah. and grasp And it. Samantha so uh, was remaining faithful to Smith Jared. Yeah, she was he, able She was able to yeah. f- be herself, but in a relationship that she, right. the committed relationship. So Carrie was the only one who's still completely. But even, but you know what? Oh, wait, is that the movie? <laughs> I'm thinking of the movie. Okay, I'm not talking about the movie. You're right. Sorry. The movie's In can't. the show. Yeah. The movies can't count. God, that first one's fun, though. Is it? Yeah, it's fun bad. It's bad. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. The second one is just bad. And ri- and ridiculously oversaturated. Right? The colors in that, like, they're all, like, inc- crazy saturated. Well, it's you're distracting. The, like, everybody's skin looks orange. You're in the Middle East. You have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to look different. I guess. It's weird. That's how that's how different parts of the world are designated in TV shows. Mexico is given. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Like sepia. Yeah, it's given a sepia something. tone. Russia's always cooled off with shades yeah. of blue. And cool toned. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's uh, that's how you know where you are. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh my god! And the second movie with Liza Minnelli. Mar- <laughs> oh, and oh, I forgot that Stanford and 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 Anthony got married. Yeah. See, and Liza stop, Minnelli stop. was you there being an, an absolute insane person. <laughs> this, you can't. Yes, this all did happen. 
Why did but they, they get married? They were Why? fever dreams. These who weren't... let that <laughs> Who in the writer's room said, yep, put that through? Anthony and Stanford. That's Absolutely how, not. That's how the new series is going to open. Carrie had a stroke and the movies never actually happened. I hope so. <laughs> Can we also say that Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 didn't happen if, that, if we do that? Well, Can we just erase movies? Well, see, I think it would work in Sex and the City or And Just Like That, if that's what it's called. And Just Like That, is that I woke up. Carrie had a and stroke. And it was all a dream. Carrie had a stroke and was in a coma. And these were the visualizations she was having. Her coma, okay. her coma hallucinations. Yeah. Like, and Liza Minnelli was there. And people were like, what the fuck? Oh, no, okay. Not, okay, not. Carrie. How are you feeling? Do you want more juice? What is going to happen? Do you have do you, do you have any predictions for what this and just like that is going to be like? They're filming right now. I don't you know. Samantha's not in it. Big is in it apparently. Everyone else is apparently there except for Samantha. How how are they going to explain Samantha's missing? Did she just go off in LA, to L A. and they lost track? Is she is she dead? No. Is it going to open up with them at her funeral? No, she's not dead. I don't think she's going to be dead. That'd They're be just awesome. Gonna... As a big fuck you to the actor. I forget her name. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, thank you. She, uh, no, I think it's just gonna, they're presenting it as just like real life. Relationships, friendships, they ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. And they've lost contact. Did Samantha, no, yeah. Did she, did, uh, uh, Samantha leave us or did we leave Samantha? Did any of them get a bunch of plastic surgery? Are they gonna look pretty scary? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, well, because Charlotte is beautiful and I don't think she'll ever not be beautiful. And, uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is looking old, and I really don't think that Miranda, what's her name, would would do that. I think she's kind of like um, she. I think she would. If I was gonna bet, if anyone would be would be anti getting stuff done to your face, I feel like it'd be her. I agree. And who cares if Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker is looking old? She's fifty something now, so I'm glad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't saying it as a negative. I just think I've seen her, um, and she looks older, so. All right, that's good because I feel like that would throw it off the whole thing. That's another thing with Real Housewives that I think about. You're kind of watching a spectacle because these women don't look like actual people. Well, and you see them change, like especially with um, oh, the best for that is Vanderpump Rules. When you first watch them, because they were like actually poor, poor, poor kids, and then as the show, you know gets more popular and goes through the seasons they all start changing their face everybody's got new lips new nose new everything it's so weird it's weird do you think you it look in weird. the mirror and it takes you a while to get used to seeing you yeah i don't know yeah what do, what do people uh do it's got to be a bit of a shock i feel like it's a bit yeah. of a shock we're like oh that's me i think you adjust yeah, but your brain acclimates to stuff so quick you know like with people that lose like a limb like, well, it's fine. <laughs> no, they don't do that. They have the phantom limb. It's not just fine. Like, there's a whole process of loss and grieving when you lose a limb. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's not just, oh, it's fine. That's not not really the way it goes. How about how about half a finger? Possibly. I think okay. if you have half a toe, you could forget <laughs> about because it's not as it's it's used and you would notice then you would realize how important your toes okay, actually are. Okay, what I mean is what I mean is people acclimate to the lifestyle of what it takes after you lose a limb. Just because you have I mean. to, you're forced to. Well, your brain does it anyway. Think about us driving in cars. You're driving this huge piece of machinery that's so heavy 
and could really kill you if you do something wrong or if anyone else around you does something wrong. But, you know, you stop thinking about that and you got one leg up, you're driving, yeah, you're doing the radio, you're texting. It's you know. for the worst. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not good because motorcycles, for example, most of the accidents that are fatal with motorcycle riding isn't the first couple of years riding a motorcycle. It's right, when you get used sense. to it, you're comfortable. I know you did the click thing again. You're a professional broadcaster. I feel like it's something. I agree with you, but just next time, <laughs> I need you to know to criticize me after the show. So it's, I don't it's all right. Anyway, we've had out. like an hour and whatever minutes, 10, 12 minutes talking <laughs> about sex in the city, which. I think it's been so fun. Ever since you got on board talking about it this way. I wasn't opposed to fun. it. I just, it was more so, I, everyone's done that. And I don't know. I've never heard a podcast do it. So and and I it also, doesn't matter because no one is us. Well, that's that's the way I want to approach things. I was being true to myself. It was I also was curious as to why this show out of all others. That, that's a fair thing, too. There are many shows. Why don't we just talk about yeah. other shows? It's because this thing has got a constant presence. Yeah. It still exists in a very real way. It's a present way in, in our lives. Why are you still here and you're coming back? I don't know, but I will be watching. And so it happens or whatever it's called. Yeah. And just like tomorrow. And just like one day. And I was left to All right. wonder. Um, go watch Sex in the City. Enjoy your lives. Uh, like and subscribe. Rate and review. I hope you guys like the episode. And uh, tell your friends about it if you did. And uh, support our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can use our code ONETOPIC15 for 15% off. Some really amazing hot sauce. They've got uh, a ketchup, like a spicy ketchup that's out that I'm excited to try. And their barbecue sauce is so good. So get it before the summer ends. And um, Do they spell it catsup or ketchup? Catsup? I'm not sure. Right. That I wonder if there was a. Uh, they were all sitting around a boardroom trying to figure it out. <laughs> What's going to test well? Ketchup? Catsup? Catsup?